You're listening to Moms No Expert Podcast. On this podcast, we'll be going on a journey together and learn how to be the best moms we can be. I'm your host, Irmari. Hi guys, how are you? Welcome back. I am super excited to start with this episode. It is a solo episode, but before I start my episode, I do want to dedicate it to my mom because her birthday is today. Well, the day that I'm recording it, but I do want to dedicate it to her. So happy birthday, mom. I love you. So I'm really excited for this episode because it's about co-parenting or blended families, however you say it in your family. I really enjoy co-parenting because it is good to see good examples of blended families. And we see a lot of celebrities adapting to this new found co-parenting lifestyle. And I think it's great. So my first segment, I took this meme out of obviously one of my Facebook group moms. (laughs) And as a mom, I felt that today is this is probably one of the most difficult challenges any parent could face learning to love the other parent enough to make the child come first and I love this beam I have a save because I think it's perfect it goes perfect with our theme today but it goes perfect with life in general when you're a parent but in this case it's really important because most of the time when you separate we have to think about the most important person which is the kid and yes I know sometimes we don't separate in good terms and we have anger and resentment we still have to make sure that our kid doesn't feel that that he feels or she feels that we love them no matter what and that's the first thing me and darwin thought about when we separated we always maintain a good relationship because when we broke up it wasn't a bad breakup we were friends after we broke up to give you a little bit of the backstory me and darwin worked together so we had that friendship relationship prior so once we broke up we fell back into that friendship because we didn't break up in a bad way we were amicable we knew that it wasn't working out and then we separated it obviously hurt you know every breakup hurts but we knew what most important person was which was my daughter so we move forward with co-parenting and it doesn't mean that it came with challenges because it did came with challenges we did have a rough patch where we didn't talk to each other and we didn't get along and it was hard but once we got over the hump it was easy to fall back into friends again and with that i want to open up my mom said what segment and talk more deep about my co-parenting backstory so first things first i want to define what co-parenting is and basically is sharing duties of a child and then blend a family the definition of that is a family that coexists of a couple and their children from this or previous relationship so basically in my case i'm co-parenting with darving but then he has a blended family with his wife marissa and the kids And I think when we're talking about co-parenting or blended families, it's important to know the definition because you forget what co-parenting is. You forget that the sole purpose of co-parenting is to parent together, not separately, not you do this and I do that. You tell her whatever and I tell her the difference. No, we co-parent together. We talk and we communicate in order for us to have a good child. So in our case, we're in different states they live in Ohio and I live in Mass. And obviously they're moving to Mass. <laughs> I'm making the move to Mass. Sorry. I know that's a little selfish, but they got to move to Mass because they love it. <laughs> but back to my story. So the way that we got here, we, after we broke up, we 
were fine and then we had a little rift and I don't remember how the rift started I just remember that one day we just didn't like each other and we just kept fighting literally about everything but eventually you know he had he got his girlfriend which is his wife now and we were still trying to navigate that situation because we were still trying to get back into our co-parenting style but now we have to like incorporate another person so that was a little difficult there was a little a little difficult time there but after the whole thing and after a couple of fights (laughs) we finally decided to sit down and have a conversation and it was us three it was Arvin his wife and me and I remember I was a little nervous obviously because when you fight with somebody you even if you have good memories you all you remember is the bad and that was one of the things the main things that I kept remembering all the bad things that we've been through so I was like kind of nervous about the whole conversation but I think the best thing that I took from it is that we both sat down we both took accountability for our part and yes we both did I think well I know I'm a very reactionary person so if you do something to me I'm gonna hurt you back because you know hurt people hurt people so I was on that level (laughs) but thank god we are in a good place now it's been about I think like six or seven years that we've been co-parenting and we used to live in the same state uh in Florida but now we live in two different states but it's okay I know they're gonna end up moving to to mass eventually and I'm gonna keep saying it until they move (laughs) again I know I'm selfish sorry anyway (laughs) another reason that our co-parenting relationship works is because we're each we know where each other stands when it comes to parenting styles we kind of have similar styles which i think is very important when it comes to that because when she comes from her weekend or her month being with her dad she doesn't come back different i mean obviously we do have little things that we do different but i think we don't defer that much we are in general pretty equal when it comes to parenting so a little tip that i could tell you about co-parenting or blended families is to be open honestly be open and be honest transparency is so 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 important and i think that that's what works for us and it doesn't mean because it works for us it works for somebody else but it works for us because we're not hiding anymore and i think that was one of the biggest thing before we would hide things or we would lie to each other but we don't anymore be like yo this is it you know this is what's going on and he'd be like okay and and it's good that we're transparent because now our daughter she's older so she tries to play that my mom said that i could eat sweets every day and then you know he can call me and say did you say that and i'm like no i did not so she's lying and it's good but if we wouldn't have that open communication she could play us and you don't want you know you don't want that you don't want your kid to think that she can play both sides of the fence obviously we want to be her friend and we want her to confide in us and trust us but we also want her to know that we're also the authority but we talk to each other and that's how or that's why our co-parenting style works I think that one of the main factors of why Darwin and I work as co-parents is also because we come from a co-parenting family unit. So it's different because his co-parenting situation when it comes to his mom and his dad is different than my mom and my dad. But we both knew that it could be done. So we had that example where, yes, you can still have your mom and your dad and doesn't mean that we have to be together and that's really important like we forget that sometimes people are not meant to be together and just because they're not meant to be together it doesn't mean that they're not meant to 
be parents together. And that's so important to always know that I know for a fact me and Darwin were meant to have my daughter. And that's it. And I'm happy because my I don't think my daughter will be Danny if she wasn't if she wasn't born from me and Dan, from me and Darwin. And I think that's why I love her because she has she's a perfect blend of both of us. And going back to my upbringing and how I was raised in a co-parent household it was difficult I mean it was good in the sense I saw my dad every weekend and I maintain a perfect relationship with my my dad's side of the family but it was also difficult because so my dad is not a bad guy but he wasn't super parent I might say so he tend to lack in a lot of um, his parenting duties. So my mom and my dad didn't have the same parenting style. So my mom was more of the structure and the boss, basically. And then my dad was just like, hey, I'm here. I just want to make sure you know I exist type of situation. And I don't want to take away from some of the lessons that he taught me because he did teach me some lessons that I'm super grateful till this day but majority 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 of everything was taught by my mother I don't know why I'm talking like that but it just came out (laughs) but majority of um everything was taught by my mom and I mean which it's a testament to why me and my mom are so close now because obviously it was me and my mom ride or die from the gut and I also understood my mom because everything fell on her lap and like in my situation is different because I'm able to call my daughter's dad and be like yo Danny's acting up and he'd be like okay put her on the phone or whatever the situation is but with my mom she didn't have that right she did i remember try one time so my mom was saving up money to take me to disney this was a surprise which i didn't know and she was saving money and i saw the money i found it because i've always been a little nosy so i look around the house for things because i knew she would have gifts so i was like well i want to know where my gifts are but obviously i found money so i took the money and i started buying shit at school the point is obviously she they called her because i was i was like what i was in elementary school i'm pretty sure i was like in like sixth grade and they were like yo this girl's out here balling buying ices to everybody at the school there's something going on so they called my mom and you know my mom almost killed me but the point is once we got home she was like i'm gonna tell your dad and i was scared obviously like when you tell your daughter when you tell your kid hey i'm gonna tell your dad you freak out and i remember i was like oh my god no and then my dad didn't do absolutely nothing he didn't care my dad literally was like oh and my mom and i think that's when my mom realized that there was no longer a i'm gonna tell your dad it was like i'm gonna kill you and i'm gonna bury you and i'm gonna pay for the funeral and then i'm gonna pay to resuscitate you to kill you again because obviously your parent your dad is not gonna care (laughs) but it was okay i mean my mom did the best she could sorry mom i'm not the best kid ever i'm just kidding um she did she did amazing uh my mom really did great and it just sucks because when you don't have that structure which i'm pro i'm gonna talk about obviously my daddy issues in another episode (laughs) but when you don't have that you don't know when to compare it to so when me and darvin were trying to co-parent obviously i had the basics where okay co-parenting is you take her every weekend and i take her every other weekend or whatever the situation was but the whole communication part i didn't know right so i knew my mom and my dad talked and they were friendly but the extra 
that me and Darwin do where we make sure that we are okay as people, right? Those extra things I never saw my mom and my dad do. And I'm not saying that they didn't do, but I don't think it was shown to me. And also there was a lot of resentment, I think, that kind of like filter in to me. So it ended up being not great. I don't know. I don't I don't want to say my co-parenting growing up was bad because it really wasn't. I think it was very messy. There was a lot of people. There was a lot of hands and there was more kids. And, you know, we weren't able to be together because it was a lot. But one of the things that happened when I was growing up is jealousy. So there was a lot of jealousy between the mom. So my, my dad has or had a lot of girlfriends. And a lot of baby mamas. So there was a lot of jealousy, right? My mom didn't feel jealousy of them, but they felt jealousy of my mom because my mom was super close to my grandparents. My grandparents thought my mom was like the daughter. They didn't care who came after my mom. My mom was it. So my mom would always go to my my dad's parents' house or any activity family because my mom was the daughter. So that created a lot of animosity with all the other moms. And, you know, it just became a little hostile. for a period and then when my dad no longer was with my little sister's mom that was a bigger issue because then now we don't see my little sister anymore and I think like the jealousy part I get it because I had that part I had that I when I remember I memorized that I liked her from the get and it was fine but I think when she was more into the relationship with Darwin and obviously you know once when you get more into a relationship with somebody you say okay well we're together we're co-parenting so I can do this you know I can have a say in the relationship and I felt that she didn't so then there was a lot of what the fuck no what is she doing what is she saying why is she touching my kid why is she saying something to my kid and obviously now I I tell her like yo tell Danny something like I don't care but at the back then I was like no why is she even touching my daughter why is she even telling her things she She's not her mom. She shouldn't be reminding her. It's Darwin's, right? And that's where the jealousy came in. And I had to sit back and say, why am I mad? She's not abusing her. She's not beating her. She's just simply telling my daughter to stop being crazy or, you know, to stop acting out. She's not being a bad person. But it does take time to adjust. And it is a process. It is always a process for anything, you know. So me and Darwin got together, have a kid now that was a process then now we're not together so that was another process now i'm out here by myself he has a a significant other that is now a process because now i have to process the fact that there's another woman in my daughter's life and i know like i mean i don't think darwin goes through that because i don't date like that like where i mean i've dated and we'll get to that but i don't date in the sense like i'm gonna marry somebody so i don't think darwin has seen it from my point of view and i'm gonna have to have darwin in my podcast to ask him because i don't know if you have ever had this feeling that i've had that i had before because i no longer have that feeling but i don't know you know i don't think he can understand i know marissa can understand because she's a single mom so i know that she gets it which is one of the reasons that we were able to talk because when we sat down and we talked we were like oh we had so much in common you know we have we're single parents we have to deal with another woman in our kids life so we get it so to finish this episode episode i will be doing a this or that again by myself (laughs) but anyways so the this or that of this week will be decorate your entire home with your toddler drawings or let them paint their own room any color they want honestly either i don't really care i think my daughter draws pretty well (laughs) i mean i'm biased obviously but i'm that mom that puts all the drawings like in the 
fridge and all that and also her room is decorated head to toe princess so i don't really care <laughs> uh, number two allow your kid to eat whatever they want for every meal until they're 18 or for them to get a tattoo at 12 eat whatever they want listen if they get a tattoo at 12 i mean i like tattoos but at 12 i didn't get my first one till i was 30 come on you're not getting yours at 12 you're crazy <laughs> number three breastfeed your kid until they're 16 or have them completely stop aging Ugh, have them completely stop aging what the heck no i don't know breastfeed i mean so backstory i breastfed my daughter for not even a month because i didn't know how to do this thing and i know it's not that hard well i've been told it's not that hard for me it was horrible it was so painful i hated it and i cried i had such a meltdown i remember i'm just gonna tell you the story so i remember when i was i had her right and i go to the house and I'm trying to breastfeed whatever but she kept crying and i'm like am i giving her enough milk i was i really thought that i wasn't producing enough so i had just breast breastfed her and fell asleep and then all of a sudden she starts crying like murder and she's hungry and i'm like i don't have milk and i'm crying and i locked myself in the bathroom and i'm like i don't know what i'm doing i'm such a horrible mom like i really went through it and so darwin went and got my my mom and my mom is like relax get up and stop it you know typical puerto rican mom and she sees me out of that little little meltdown but i was having like i was having the worst day and then because i didn't want to give her baby food because it's so frowned upon you know if your kid if your kid drinks baby food or not baby food if your kid drinks powder milk or whatever the name is oh my god you're such a bad mom and so i i already thought that i was the worst mom because i was thinking about giving her something else that wasn't breast milk so imagine the guilt i had so moms if you're out there don't breastfeed breastfeed do whatever you want whatever works for you don't let nobody tell you what works because honestly again what works for me may not work for you what works for you may not work for me so just do whatever you want don't worry about society society sucks <laughs> next one have your toddler cut their own hair or have him or her cut your hair <laughs> let them cut their hair i think that's i think that's part of it i think everybody gotta cut their their own hair at one point i've done it a lot of times and it doesn't look good so let them cut their own hair that's fine next one give your 16 year old a racehorse or a brand new ferrari so danny is only eight and i've said this like twenty thousand times already but she's already you know telling me because she's seen it on tv like oh when i'm older are you gonna give me a car blah blah blah, blah. and i'm looking at her like i can even afford my own car what do you think i'm gonna get you a car but she has this idea that when she's 16 i'm gonna be able to afford a car for her and my idea is i'm gonna get her a cardboard car and that's what she's gonna get and i'm gonna say i'm gonna make have her have a whole big party and then just have a cardboard car outside just to celebrate her 616 and be like happy birthday so by the way side note we love to prank each other so you'll hear a lot of our prank stories here in this podcast it's kind of funny next one send your daughter to prom in a burka or enter your son in a girl's beauty pageant so this one i don't care i i, I hate the whole like oh girls are girls boys are boys dress your girl like a girl like come on that's ridiculous my daughter loves sports my 
daughter loves cars but she also is a princess they can do it all like why is it why does it have to be so gender specific specificity or whatever the word is why does it have to be so gender concentrated why can girls like blue why can girls play with cars why can boys play with barbies that's one thing i love about marissa and darvin my daughter's brother he has barbies and i love it i mean danny loves playing with barbies they play with barbies danny likes playing with cars they play with cars it's perfect danny's becoming a whole gamer and playstation gamer so it's just like i hate that whole let boys be boys and let girls be girls or oh i need to teach my daughter to cook and clean because she needs to be a wife no she doesn't she doesn't need to be a wife she doesn't want to she doesn't have to have kids if she doesn't want to like what come on okay that's that's the end of my rant for today uh next one drink everything from a baby bottle or wear diapers for the rest of your life i'll drink from a baby bottle i don't think i can wear diapers oh that's nasty uh next one have a baby who poops 10 times a day or a teenager that refuses to bathe i'll have my baby poop 10 times a day you know the musk the odor oh my god teenagers smell no thank you last one have a toddler who talks like elmo or one that talks like stewie so this is just gonna be funny before we leave a little story my daughter had this little voice and she sounded like mickey mouse <laughs> for i'm pretty sure she had this until she was like six and she talked like mickey mouse you'd be like ah it was like the most squeaky annoying voice that you've ever heard i don't know where it came from i don't know why it happened but it happened and i'm grateful that it's gone so i would say that i would prefer for her to talk like stewie because like that squeaky shit oh it would it used to get on my nerves i'd be like yo don't talk like leave me alone i can't it just and then when she would cry it was like a it was like a yell that it was like it would break glass it was one of those yelling oh no no thank you no thank you but anyway guys i do have to go i do appreciate you guys listening again and i cannot wait for the next episode so stay tuned see you next time bye thank you for joining me this week on mom's no expert podcast make sure to follow me on instagram at mom's no expert podcast and share the show with your friends don't forget to follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode